Welcome to the Genuinely You podcast channel, which is packed with advice and tips on how to live your life with purpose. Do you wish you felt happy and fulfilled? Are you feeling stuck, wishing things could be better? Are you ready to take some action and create the life you want? To start living an empowered life, you need to recognize and make full use of the power and freedom that comes from being genuinely you. Your host is Gina Gardner, a number one best-selling author whose whole life has been about supporting people to achieve personal empowerment, helping people just like you recognize that they can. Hello there, it's Gina Gardner here and I'm your host on Passionate World Radio today. I'm very pleased to be joined by my good friend Rachel Davidson. So today we want to talk to you about the whole theme of generalization and how dangerous that can be. We started a conversation over a cup of tea first thing this morning uh, around uh, a conversation that you've had yes. recently. Do you want to explain to yes. um, the people who are with us today uh, how that transpired? So I was, I was sat in a pub having a chat with a friend and she was um, basically describing a bit, a bit of a, a dating event of hers. Yes. And she used a, a phrase to describe the gender of men, and she did use it in this way. She said, all men are slow. She meant that um, that men um, can be um, slower to respond to a request for a date or for a telephone call or they don't phone back, so she was talking in that context. But, but I really felt quite sort of intrigued by her use of the phrase, all men are yes. slow. Because um, I know that my man is not slow. Okay, <laughs> and 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 generally speaking, I, I'm very intrigued when people sort of paint the half of the whole, the world's population with a particular attribute. Yes, it's very common, isn't it? Very common because um, there are slow people. And yes, there are fast people, but it doesn't necessarily mean that all of the slow ones are men. So I challenged her on on this generalisation, yeah. and she she went on to explain why she felt this way and so on and so forth. Lots of justification. For, for the sweeping generalisation she'd used. But I felt actually that, and her justification sort of underlined it, that because she is wanting to find a, a loving partner who is aware of her and sees her and all of those things yeah. that, that you know human beings want, she was starting in the wrong place because of the sweeping generalisation that she had within herself, that all men are slow. So she was acting as if men needed to be pandered to or or excused. Oh, well, of course he won't phone me back because all men are slow. So she wasn't actually being truthful about the behaviour that she really wanted from a partner. She was limiting herself because of the generalisation that she believed. And I challenged it, and, and she clearly isn't quite in the right space to be able to, to move on from it. She's going to stay, stay with that. Yes. But, but I think that using sweeping generalisations... It's always an indication that you are limiting yourself somehow. But I'd like to widen the context from that of, you know, within the dating environment. Mm. People tend to, to see, the, well, people see the world from their perspective. Yes. Whatever their beliefs are, whatever their perspective on the world is, becomes their reality. Mm -hmm. And it tends to be, for many people, an absolute. Yes. This is right. That's wrong. I'm doing it now. Yes. I'm doing a generalisation. However, I've yeah. got ten in the beginning <laughs> to cover my uh, to hedge my bets. There is 
But there are many people in the world who see the world in, in a way which separates the people like us and the mm -hmm. people like them. Yes. And whether that's to do with gender or ability or colour, race, religion, we use all sorts of sorting mechanisms to say, yes, you're like me, that's okay. Yes. You're not like me, that's not okay. Yes. Now, my belief is that that comes back to cavemen. That yeah, if yeah, people yeah. were part of your clan and were, were um, very similar in their values and their behaviours to you, they were safe. Yeah. Anybody outside the clan was seen as a threat. Yeah. Well, I think in modern day living, it's very easy, isn't it, to, um, you listen to the news, you, you watch things going mm. on in your own community or your own family, mm. and you will make a generalisation. Yes. And people tend to see the world from different perspectives, and there are many people who will tend to generalise, yes. and others who tend to be very specific. Mm. And I think the danger is if you're totally specific and totally general, mm -hmm. you miss a richness in the world. Yes. Because there are times when an attribute or a situation is very specific to that person. Yes. She was saying about that man yeah. that he didn't live up to her expectations of what she wanted him to do. In terms of behaviour, yeah, exactly. He was yep. being slow. He may actually have disappeared from the picture because he didn't want to be with her. Yeah, and there's sort of like, you know, underlying sort of truths that she's trying to avoid because maybe he wasn't slow at all. Maybe he just didn't want to respond. Absolutely. So, so but it's easier, easier to blame the easier other Easier just to say, oh, well, the whole gender is slow. Yeah. So what you know? What else can I expect? Then I shouldn't feel bad. I take no responsibility yeah, exactly. for it. I can push it out there. Yeah. Now you can't take responsibility for other people's behaviours, mm -hmm. but you can take responsibility, and I believe you should take responsibility. So in the context of this, I would ask you to think about how often do you generalise? Yeah. You know, all men, yes. or all people from a particular country, yeah. or all people from a particular profession. Yeah. And we can do it to a lesser or greater extent. I've got a great example. I do wrong. it all the time. And, and it's wrong of me to do it. When I'm feeling um, sort of victimised or yeah. you know unhappy with somebody's behaviour, I will say to my husband, everybody treats me like this. Everybody. Yeah. And he says, hang on a minute, who's everybody? <laughs> and I have to say, oh yeah, okay, not you. I mean... And, and then the yes. list of people that um, that I'm really referring to, but I I use that language very easily, and, and so it, do it's it. such a habit of mine, and it's a bad one. It's also a very common issue. Mm. Let me give you an example. I was doing a, a training course on customer service, mm. and it, part of the organisation has a restaurant, and they uh, were talking about how do you handle people who um, will say give them a bad. Um, review yeah or will come and complain and say the meal was dreadful and say I'm really sorry about that mm. but then for me it's about asking them to be specific mm. so yeah. everything you know yes. could you be more specific because that will help us improve what we do in the future yes and so if people are being over general about things particularly if you're looking at this in the work context mm. it's about Everything mm. or just parts. Yes. And then break it down 
if you were talking about service and let's say it was a hotel, yeah. you know, was your bedroom comfortable? Yeah. Well, yes, it was. Yeah. Was the bedroom clean? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Were things okay in the bathroom? Was the water hot? Mm. Yes, it was. So you break it down to find out what specifically yes. was the problem, yes. rather than blanketing everything was terrible. Because here's another great sweeping generalisation yeah. I think a lot of people have in their sort of habit, their li linguistic habits, which is when you're in an argument, yes. um, you, you say to your, your foe, you always yeah. put in criticism. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a sweeping generalisation, isn't it? To, to and it's a very of... habitual yes. way of being. Yes. You go to your default mechanism, which is in order to defend yourself, you have to make the problem appear to be more significant. Yes. And it wouldn't be significant, as significant, if you're saying, but you've just been unkind to me, yes. rather than you're always unkind to yes. me. Yes. It gives uh, the whole thing a greater status. But actually makes it much harder to resolve. Of because course it the does. person feels so much more attacked. Well, they go, in, to be defensive they go into their habitual stuff, yes. which is, you're being unfair to me yes. all the time. Yes. Actually... I've been kind to you on this and this and this and this and this occasion. Yeah. And the interesting thing is that we actually get less far in terms of resolving it because mm. in the being very uh, aggrieved at how unfair this is, the issue in itself gets lost. Yeah. But if we come back to using broad generalizations in terms of gender, and I'm really very concerned, you know. There is, there's been a, 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 a long-standing movement to give women equality. Yes. Well, I don't know how you can make two um, groups of people who are different equal. Yeah. I want equal opportunity, mm. but I, I recognise that actually the needs of different people mm. are different. Mm. I've heard a phrase recently that sort of tries to get around that conundrum, which is... Uh, uh, um, I don't want to have the same experience as a, as a man, but I want to have an equal experience. So it's it's more about the essence of... I mean, we get into semantics, don't we? Yeah, What's the difference yeah, between true. same and equal? Mm. But I put it into the context of children at school. Mm -hmm. In order to give children equal opportunity of accessing education, mm -hmm. there is a requirement to deal with each child according to the way in which they learn. So whether they're visual, auditory, kinesthetic learners, or whether they have a starting point which is um, more advanced or less advanced than somebody else, yeah. whether they have a specific learning difficulty, mm -hmm. and to give them equal access to education, yeah. each of those will need some adjustment to mm -hmm. make it the most accessible it can be. Yes. My worry when I look at what's going on in terms of society, go back to the gender issue. Mm -hmm. It is quite common to watch on adverts, for example, for men to be made out to be stupid, yes. for men to be made out to be inadequate. Yes. I think that's grossly unfair. Yes. I also think it's very dangerous because not only do many people watching that advert then take that as truth, because yeah. you see it on the telly, yeah. <laughs> but also... Boys watching that yeah. will start to think, well, I've got to be stupid. Yeah. It's, it says so. Yeah, in the same way that many, many girls over the many, many decades and 
hundreds of years where women were um, you know, not allowed to vote, not allowed an empowerment, yes. also were made to feel inferior in some Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you start to believe the PR that's out there, but you also start to believe your own PR, yes. which is, I can't do this because. Yes. I can't do it because... Um, you know, I'm a woman or I'm a man or I'm short or I'm tall or whatever, rather than what do I need to do, how do I need to be in order to achieve what I want to do. And if you look at stereotypes and how damaging they have been yeah. over, over time, you go to America and look at, you know, how um, the movement to get equal opportunities for people of colour. Yeah, yeah. And here, I mean, there is no doubt that if you are, are someone of colour, then you are more likely, particularly if you're a male, to be arrested or oh. to be stopped in the street. Mm. But we have certain stereotypes, which I think the danger is that people, it lessens our tolerance to people. It makes us fearful yeah. of other people. Yeah. And as a result, um, society is damaged. The UK government is, is considering introducing, that they're doing a feasibility yeah. study, I guess, um, uh, making the act of misogyny uh, illegal, in the same way that it is illegal to discriminate and, um, and state hateful things around race, mm -hmm. religion. Um, they're going to make it um, illegal, well, considering making it illegal right. to hate women, okay, to be hateful towards women. Yeah. There was a radio debate. Should, should, if we're going to do that for women, should we do it for men? The, the act of hating men, uh, you know. Uh, Why general? can't we just say that anything where hate is the motivation? Honestly, Gina. It's wrong. <laughs> there were people actually phoning in and saying, no, we shouldn't, it, you know, effectively saying, no, it's okay to hate men because they've had good for so long. There I were actually find people it phoning very in. sad <laughs> that we, that in airtime is being given to support, potentially, um, people being unkind and hateful to one another. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that was their motivation, but it isn't interesting that the outcome was that people um, got their justification for being unkind to one another. Yes. Um, because somebody in the past has done it, or somebody's done it to me, that I do it to somebody else and that makes it right. Yes. It's the Old, old Testament stuff, isn't it? An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Yes. And, you know, that one would hope that over the thousands of years since that we've learnt something. Yeah, which is, eye for an hour, you would end up blind, and tooth for a tooth, you can't eat an apple very yeah. easily. Although I think that that um, that, that new, uh, Old Testament passage has actually been misunderstood, and I think that's more about the spiritual aspect of um, the karmic, karmic law being... Um, equivalent to what you've done. So if you've taken an eye, then you can expect a, a that will happen to you. It's yeah. not. It's not an instruction to to repeat that what was done to you. But to isn't it else. interesting but that many people take people it, that. Yeah. it that way? Yeah, because that's a lazy, some easy way. People. Some people. Um, <laughs> and you know, if you're listening to this, what I would urge you to do is start to be aware. Be aware of your own language. How often you generalise. Mm -hmm how often you um, apportion a particular characteristic or value or behaviour to a group of people of whom some 
it may be true. Yeah. But not necessarily all. Yeah. And also, how often or how do you feel when you get caught up in somebody else's generalisation? Yeah. You know, children at school, their pet hate was when everybody got kept in no. because a certain <laughs> uh, a certain group within the class were being naughty. Yeah. And the the level of unfairness that was felt in that mm. was very significant. Mm. And that's interesting, isn't it? Because, of course, the, that manner of control, the teacher being, you yeah. know, the sim symbolic government, yes. places a generalisation upon everybody. Yeah. And the reason they do that is that they want the peer pressure to, to come into effect. They want the guys that are really fed yeah. up because they got left uh, stuck in to, to make yes. life difficult for the real perpetrators. And that's what sweeping generalisations do. They that's do why indeed. Trump's rhetoric yes. is, a, is done in sweeping generalisations with midterms. He was talking about, you know, the caravan coming. And, um, and there, indeed there were some refugee, refugees heading across the border at that yes. time. But he was talking sweeping generalisations and very, you know, um, heightened language to, to make yes. this, this sense of peer pressure, to gather the, 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 the sense of, of how we want to, as herds, flock together with like-minded people. But isn't it interesting, my perception of America, and certainly historically fact, I believe, yeah. is that it is a country made up in large part from immigrants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and yes. in fact, the people who probably have the right to be most agreed are the indigenous um, uh, population yes. who were yes. disenfranchised. Yes. Um, and, and it's the same in the UK. Oh, yes. The UK has had so many... Um, Mainly back in the medieval, but we we were totally overrun by the Normans. But and not just back Vikings. In the medieval, and, <laughs> you, know, you think of the pogroms and uh, the Jewish population yes, coming, yes, coming over. Yes. You talk about you know people from Bangladesh and India, uh, the Windrush generation yes. were brought specifically to populate and to work within the hospital situation, yeah. and they were needed. Mm. It's part of our heritage. Mm. that people from different cultures will come. Mm. You know, read the history of Hawaii, and they've had you know, the Chinese who came in as workers, the Japanese who came in as workers, and so on. Mm. But I find it quite interesting how we tend to give different races of people certain characteristics, yes. which may be true in part. Yes. So, for example, as a, an educator coming into the UK, and I can't speak for anywhere else, Generally speaking, my experience was that people who came from China or Japan or India valued education incredibly highly. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so children coming into school, parents saw their education mm -hmm. as incredibly important and they pushed their children to do well. Mm -hmm. Generalisation, there were exceptions. Yeah. But it was quite common for people, the indigenous population, to not value education as highly. Mm. Not surprising, because they haven't had to fight for mm. it. Yeah. But I think we could use, use the, the energy behind how we talk to empower people mm. and to bring people together mm. rather than to separate. Mm. Because when you talk to individuals, yeah. for the most part, individuals are caring of one another. Yes. For the most part, people want to do their best for themselves mm -hmm. and their family. Yeah. And yet, when you listen to the rhetoric, 
it's about separation, division, lack. Yes. Um, it's about pointing the finger. Yes. Rather than celebrating the things that bring us together, the things that make us um, a part of the the positive human race. Yes. And I think it's very sad. Yeah. And it's time things change. Yeah, because um, you you can make sweeping generalisations, of course. Yes. And I understand why people do it. it. It's a shortcut. Yeah. It's it's lengthy to have to think in more sort of nuanced. Yeah subtle side yes. of life it's much easier to jump to big statements you don't have to spend enough t as much time talking about it or thinking about it you know you can just make yeah. them and move on but i interestingly i think that the way we're wired in nlp terms people talk about yeah. um, we're wired in a particular way mm -hmm. and there are some people whose wiring tends um to make them uh, on the side of generalisations, yes. and other people tend to be specific. Yes. In the same way, the same way, some people tend to see, call it big chunk, blue sky thinking. Yep. They like um, the overview, where other people like the detail. Yes. And in a work context, um, they each irritate the life out of one another. <laughs> yeah. So people who need the specifics will be referred to as those who analyse things <laughs> yes. by people who are blue sky thinkers and who yes. like the big picture. Yes. So to give listeners an example, a big picture person might talk about alcohol. Mm -hmm. a, a, a little chunk person would talk about a Merlot that came from a specific estate on a particular yes. year. Yes. I mean, you know, that's a very sort of trite example. But you need both. And if yeah. you're running a team and you've only got blue sky thinkers, you're in trouble. Yes. But if you've only got those who analyse everything, you're just in just a bigger trouble. Yes. Where you in a work context get the best team yes. is where you have a melding yes. of different people yes. who bring with them different perspectives, different ways of working. Yes. It's true in a family. It's true in society. Mm. We mm. need people who are coming from a different perspective, a different way of looking at things, because that brings richness, mm. it brings creativity and possibility. So it's very interesting, isn't it, how each of us lives this life. Yes. Even our politicians live a very nuanced, subtle life. They understand that the individuals that they're dealing with yeah. um, are rich and complex and... Rich in the sense of... Personality yes. we're talking about, yes. Possibly financially too. <laughs> well, <laughs> some of them, yes. Not relevant to our discussion. Um, uh, and yet, still, the process of headline statements is, yeah. is very much one of sweeping generalisations and polarised views. It's got worse, I believe, because um, social media works in sound bites. If you look at tweets, 140 characters, I think. Oh, it's a bit longer nowadays, it's, but yeah, it's still, um, still small. You, it's difficult to get the nuance into that, so it tends to be a generalisation sweeping mm. statement because that's got more punch. Mm. But I think there's a danger then that people don't unpick what's there yes. to think, is this that the reality or yeah. is this a headline created to grab our attention? Because going back to my friend, yeah. if I had allowed her to get away with that sweeping yeah. generalisation, um, she would continue to, to move forward in her dating uh, experience with this in her head, and therefore she would attract that kind of 
she would say, oh, men are slow. Yeah. That's what she's looking for. That's what she's expecting to see. That is exactly what she will see. Slow men who don't actually respond to her as quickly as she secretly like, truthfully like. So, so she then therefore creates this world around her. Yes. And I think if, if in, out in the world, if we don't just challenge the sweeping generalisations that are made to us in conversation or that we make ourselves in our own heads, if we stay at that high headline level, for the sake of whatever, then, you're, then you are limiting, you are fundamentally limiting the actual reality that you could be creating. Because you just stay at that I think that's very true. And there's, a, there's another conversation in there in terms of whether you're one challenging other people, mm. you know, how you do that, and how, whether you're ever going to change their thinking. Yeah. But ultimately, I think you've got to be true to yourself. Yes. And that if something um, like that feels wrong and unfair, you know, challenging that in a very constructive, non-aggressive way, which I'm sure you did, I think is important because in in the in the listening to it and thinking about it, you challenge your own thinking. Yeah. And ultimately, your own thinking is the only thing you have power over. Yes. So for me, out of today, please think about how often you generalize. Mm. When you see a particular um, a person dressed in a particular way, you see somebody who belongs to a particular grouping, yeah. whether that's gender, colour, disability, or an organisation, mm. or a political party, mm. whatever, mm. Um, to actually recognise that everybody is unique, yes. that we bring to the table our own set of skills, experience, um, our, our limitations, our incredible uh, gifts. Mm. And that we each deserve to be seen as an individual. Yeah. Um, and that if you're someone who believes that, you know, you're right, and everybody else is not living up to your expectations, mm -hmm. I think it's really important that you look to yourself. Look inside. Um, <laughs> and you know, and that lady's um, view that the, all men are slow, mm. I think is much more likely to come from a place of. I'm disappointed mm -hmm. that I haven't got a relationship that fits my blueprint of what's mm -hmm. my ideal. Yeah. And she's hurting and lashing out at a whole gender billions of people yeah. um, in order to make herself feel better. Yeah, just, just using a, um, a handy crutch really, just yeah. to, to prevent her from facing the reality, which yes. is she's probably got to do a little bit of work on herself first. And for me, the starting point is always yourself. Yes. Um, Unfortunately so, folks. <laughs> <laughs> or fortunately, because you do have yeah. the power to deal with yourself. Yeah. But you don't actually have power over other people. No. Um, and so it's a great place to start. Yeah. Now, if you are ready and want to, to do work on yourself, Yes. There's <laughs> lots and lots of things to help you on the website, genuinely-u.com. That's genuinely, little dash, and uyou.com. Um, and you'll find all sorts of help. You'll find all of our conversations, of which there are many, <laughs> um, articles, podcasts. You'll find free videos, uh, a, a digital download of my latest book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success and Fulfillment. And you'll also find um, access to my new TV series, TV Genuinely show. You. Yeah. 
All of the books are on the website. Rachel's book, The Point of Me, a great spiritual book, is on mm -hmm. Amazon. What I would say to you, if you want to be part of a positive group of people, then go and have a look on the, the website at the Thrive Together Tribe. Recognise that the power to deal with you is yours. And you can have a happy, successful and fulfilled life if you choose. So, thank you very much for joining us today. Take care and we'll see you next time. This is Gina Gardner from Passionate World Radio saying cheerio. You've just been listening to another great Genuinely You podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Genuinely You is a culmination of Gina's work, spanning over 30 years, of helping people learn what makes them feel happy and truly fulfilled, and how to achieve it. Please visit genuinely-you.com today to find out more.